0: Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Polstering Press, for this great studio and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hi, Mark. Happy New Year,
1: and to you as well. This is
0: our first show of the new year, and I want to uh, welcome Melody Meyer, our guest. Hey, Mel. Hey. How are you?
2: I'm so good.
0: Should I call you Master Mel, or can we? Is it Melody, (laughs) or there's like when we're on the mat, it's it's Master Mel for sure. You've earned that. And then it's Mel, and then there's Melody. Which which is your favorite?
2: You know, it. Re- you can call me whatever you like. Okay. I, really, Bob. To well, me. you'll be Bob for the rest <laughs> of the show.
0: So, uh, to, to those that are out there, uh, melodymyer.com is where we can find you. Yes?
2: Actually, I'm unveiling MasterMel.com.
0: See, I got it right. So, MasterMel.com. And when will that, when's that, is that up now?
2: That will be up next week. By the time this podcast is up, it'll be up. Oh,
0: perfect. Tell me, tell me what MasterMel.com is all about.
2: Well, what I'm doing is I'm actually branding for uh, my speaking and the coaching that I do. Right. So, what I do is I take martial arts principles. So, the things that we... You learn on the mat and take them into life. So, I coach people with those principles and help them become black belts in their life and in their business. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's funny how um, I use that the analogy of just the levels of white belt.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: everybody understands what a white belt is and a black belt. And I have a cooking program and it's all white belts. <laughs> and when I say that, they know. You know, and I, it's like, I don't want black belts in there. I want white belts. Yes. Um, and it's interesting how we learn or we're, we're taught to surround ourselves with people that are better than us, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we get better. Mm-hmm. When, and so I like to find black belts in whatever it is that person does, yes. whatever that, that thing is that they've achieved some level of mastery yeah. at, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. W- when you're talking to someone to come into your program to think of them as coaching them. What are you looking for?
2: What am I looking for in a student?
0: Yeah. What's your ideal student look like?
2: My ideal student is someone who really has a thirst for learning. Okay. wants to learn. And because that's, you know, that's who I am. I love to learn. And so I learn as much from my students as they learn from me. So it's not like a, it's not a typical teacher student relationship it's like we're on this journey together and a lot of times sometimes you know, people just need uh, an outside perspective and uh, so but they're already achieved they've already achieved a lot I work with people who've already achieved uh, a lot of significant things in their life already but they're just looking for that next level Sort of that mastery, like you were talking about.
0: Is it is it someone whose sh- sword is already sharp, and, and you're helping them sharpen it some more? Because there's there's yeah. certainly there are people that come in and they they really are kind of beginning, and they're not really the ideal client. It's right. it's that one who's already, you know, I'm I'm a one percenter, yeah, and now I want to continue to be a one percenter and see if I can get even higher. Yeah. Is that fair no, to say? No, you got
2: to know. I, I deal with a lot of beginners. A Mm. lot, especially at the dojo. Mm. You know, some people are hearing things that I uh, talk about and things that I teach, even on the mat, for the very first time. And that's kind of fun, too. Give me an example of
0: one of those things. Well,
2: you know, for instance, you know, I do a lot with nutrition. Right. And so people will come in and they will, you know, sort of spew the same things that they've heard for years and years of what healthy eating is. And I might be the very first person who sort of challenges that for them. And it's a little bit shocking to them. Give
0: me me an example. of
2: Well, like that fat makes you fat because I have a lot of people who want to lose weight, which is fine. And so they think, oh, I have to stop eating all fat. Like, uh, no, you're probably not eating enough fat. And it's a little bit shocking for them. They've never heard some of these concepts mm. before. You know, it's not fat that makes us fat, it's sugar that makes us fat. Right, right. So, but these concepts, as much as I've, you know, been working with them for years and years, they're new for a lot of people. You know, uh, ideas about cholesterol and, and about. Um, um insulin and diabetes all these things you know people are kind of just uh, they've just taken sound bites that they've heard and sort of adopt them as like oh well, that's the truth instead of like really doing and getting into the new science about it also I, I love working with newbies too don't get me wrong I-, I love it you know that when I'm the first voice uh, in some of these concepts' it's fun
0: when they're they kind of tune to that channel of I need to fix myself <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or that well yeah. I'm going to tune to the well-being channel for the first time and oh Listen to all of these things.
2: Yeah, and I, and I challenge them and say hey don't take my word for any of it Like this is what is um, in my opinion and you should Check into it further and if they do then we're on the same path then we then they become an ideal Client, an ideal student, because they start investigating for themselves.
0: The person who's listening to this right now is—they're uh, either a startup, they're an entrepreneur, uh, they're in business, uh, they're in Venezuela. Uh, <laughs> there, nice. We're on the uh, top ten business podcasts in Venezuela of all places. <laughs> I'm shooting for number one, Patrick. Yeah,
1: we're going
2: to. Hello, yeah. Yeah. Just, Venezuela. Just, just so you know,
0: uh, that that's important. Um, but there, what we want to do on the show is through a variety of voices say, you know, these are things that you can pay attention to, to help be better, right? Because mm-hmm. we we all want to be the, that one percenter, right? How are we? So we talk about relationships. We talk about fitness. We talk about nutrition. We talk about, um, specific things in the business around, um, we had a guy in talking about managed print services. Like that's one of those things that you could stress out about and you don't need to. So, If you're working, is there a difference when you're working with a business person who's kind of this, you know, go, 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 go person versus someone who's maybe casually athletic?
2: Oh, that's a good question. So I don't like to distinguish too much or draw a straight line between the business and personal. I know I know a lot of people do that and they go, "Okay, we'll deal with your business and we'll build your business. But. I have more of a holistic point of view in that, and, and because for myself even, right. my business is personal, <laughs> right? And I know for a lot of people it is too, and that that division actually is kind of stressful on us when oh. we divide ourselves as a business person and then as a as a personal person. It's like the qualities you have in your personal life, you should be able to bring in and want to develop even further in Mm. your business life as well. And the, and the desires that you have for your life, they, you know, the lines just get blurry. So I try to integrate that more. It's like if you can't be yourself and love your business life as much as you love your personal life, then you really are, you know, that nine to five person that has to sort of switch on and off when, as they leave the office. But we're not in that time anymore, I don't think. At least the people that I deal with, is like they want to have more meaning and significance in their business mm. and in their work life, just like they want to have that in their personal life. And so instead of dividing it up, I really look at the whole person and sort of where it is that they're feeling like they're not, where there's still something missing where they're not really fulfilled in an area of their life that they've been able to identify consciously. And then from there, we can sort of unveil and and dig a little bit deeper into what it is that's going to sort of round out the whole person. And I find that when people come in you know, to work on things personally, like let's say they come in the dojo to work on confidence mm, because they think mm. that's a personal quality that they want to develop, that's great. But it really enhances their business too. Sure. You see, so it, it, it all works together.
0: We had uh, Noah Ben Shea in here. He talked about uh, his answer to a similar question was something about if you think you're... A uh, five to nine life is different than your nine to five life. Then, then you are truly out of whack. So, <laughs> right, which exactly. which makes sense. So there's a balance there. Um, so when you. When you coach, so there's there's wellness, there's nutrition, and there's fitness. I, I I look at those three legs, right? The fitness is the physical body, and the wellness is kind of the the mental, maybe the spiritual state of us, and then nutrition is is also physical. Is there a fourth leg, or would you say those three are? are oh,
2: it? well, that I like your your legs there, Mark. <laughs> 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 but um, I I work a little differently. I, I actually hmm. do a um, uh, whole teaching about um, that you, we need to feed ourselves pies.
0: Oh, tell me about that.
2: Pies. So people love that idea because everybody likes
0: pies. I love <laughs> pie. You love pie, don't you, Patrick?
1: I was recently a judge at a pie eating con- or oh. at, a, at a pie tasting contest, and then we had twenty-eight entries. And you oh, didn't, and you didn't nice. call me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had the mayor. The mayor was there judging with us. So. Did
2: they yeah. all start tasting the same after a while? No, we, no?
1: Were, we were cleansing with cucumber
0: water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how very central California yes, of you. Yes,
1: yes. We support our local crops.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so tell us uh, about pies. Is pies
0: an acronym?
2: Yes, it is. Uh,
0: that was for guess. Yeah, guess, good
2: guess. Good guess. Okay. Physically. Okay. Intellectually. Kay. Emotionally. Spiritually. Okay. So those are my four legs. Got it. And what happens is, is I end up working with a lot of people who feed themselves inappropriately. So they feed their emotions with food, for instance. That's, you know, one I deal with a lot. And that's because that's what they were taught growing up. I get it. Me too. So uh, what, but we need to put food in the right category. That would be physical food there's different kinds of nourishment that we need emotionally there's different kinds of nourishment that we need intellectually and we certainly need uh, spiritual nourishment as well so I like to look at each one of these areas not as individually but of course they're all part of that same pie right Mm -hmm. they're all part of the same person and um, but there it's interesting people tend to gravitate to the area where they're already excelling and they want to get better at that. So I'll deal with people who are already athletic and they want to get even better. They want to train to be able to do a marathon or they've got something that they want to achieve that's even a higher level Mm -hmm. in that one area, which is great, yeah, let's do that. And how can we drag along some of these other parts of ourselves that need that same kind of challenge and nourishment as well?
0: Do you have a a test, let's say, or a question to kind of probe that? Someone comes in and they're, you know a type A person and, the, and they, to your point, they want to get better at one slice of pie and you're looking at them the go. Wow <laughs> there there they're, um, there's a deficit over in this other area. how How do you? because that's really interesting that that helps balance us right of course. And, and as a coach that's really what we look to our coaches for i think you know, uh, i'm a coach and uh, i've got a coach right? yeah. coaches have of coaches course. right yes, that's how that too. whole thing works yes. right so how do you help identify that where i'm going with this is how could someone kind of look at their life right now take a second and say okay i've got those four slices of that four slices of pie where am i at what are kind of the questions you might ask
2: well, I do take people through a sheet that I have that uh, really asks satisfaction in different areas of their life and and then also their priorities and where it is that they want to excel so it's it I'll take the same sheet but ask a different question on it and they'll rate them differently and it's it's actually pretty fascinating I, I love that yeah, yeah, yeah because people tend to want to, um, get better at an area that they don't prioritize at all. And somehow they think that by having a coach that now that will become a priority, but it's not part of even their value system.
0: Hmm. Come so Can you explain that.
2: Well, let's say, let's take a mom who, uh, values her children and that's her number one priority is her family and taking care of her family that's all great. That appeals to what her belief system and so forth.
0: She believes she should be a good mom. She
2: believes she should be a good mom. And um, and so she, but she's been not taking care of her own body. So she comes in, she wants to get in shape. But then everything that, that happens now, everything that happens with the program that's set out for her, that's totally going to set her up for a success. I mean, 100%, like money back guarantee there's no uh, there's no way she can fail of course okay and yet she's not able to do it why is that well because she'll have lots of different reasons and they're all really good reasons because they're based on this identity that she already has around that she has to be a good mom and that has to be her priority and so as so i have to go way back with her now and we have to actually shift some of those belief systems so that she has room for herself in there because her her time won't even be spent on herself. She can't, she'll say things mm. like, oh, I don't have the time or little Billy had to go to the dentist so I couldn't come mm. to class. Mm. Oh, my kids had a birthday so I ate cake. You know, it's, it's like all these things that are around this belief system of which is in place that actually got her to the place where she is now anyway. So even if she went on a diet or did an exercise program that really helped her for a period of time, that belief system is going to bring her right back to where she is, and maybe even worse, for herself physically, because yo-yoing up and down is terrible for you, That, um, but because we didn't deal with what the root of the issue is, we're just dealing with the symptoms on the outside.
0: So I, I would call that a limiting belief,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yes. So the stories we tell, I mean, life is all about stories. This is the year of the story for me. Okay. It's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the story in everything, okay? All right. So we tell ourselves these stories, or, and we may not even know we're doing it, to your point. We yep. don't even know we're doing it. And then someone says, whoa, what was that story? <laughs> How long have you been telling yourself that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean,
2: they they believe it's the truth. It's not even, you know, arguable.
0: <laughs> and, and we know in every truth, there's an anti-truth to that, <laughs> exactly. right? And there's you can you can make an equal and opposite to that. So. W- and going back to that root cause, because that's something we do in business, something failed, okay, let's go all the way back as far as we can and maybe one of our initial concepts or or, uh, assumptions was wrong or we thought the market was gonna go this way and it went that way. So how I know how important that is because the benefit, once you've figured that out and you readjust that story to go, oh, God, I was thinking that the whole time and I was completely wrong. How, how do you convince someone that that work that they have to do, even though they got to pick up the kids and they got to get a little Billy, uh, that is the most important work for you to do right now? And you've got to do this for yourself because you can't <laughs> help anybody well, else. If, if I had and the answer to that,
2: t- if I had <laughs> the answer to that, Mark, <laughs> because the truth is you can't convince anyone. And this is what I've learned the most. is has been a very hard lesson, you know, for the 20 years I've been doing this, is that you cannot convince anyone of anything because they will always be right. We are all right about what it is that we believe. And okay. Otherwise, we wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and, and then all we do in our life is we tend to just collect evidence
0: that we're right. right.
2: Okay. So when someone comes in and says, that's not correct, or there's another way of looking at it, your initial reaction will always be resistance. It will always be, whoa, whoa, whoa. It might even be, you know, if I say something to the person in that direct fashion, which I tend to be a little more direct than people are comfortable with, (laughs) but they might not want to have anything to do with me. But Someone might say, whoa, tell me more about that." Right. Or, and and here's the, the worst part is that people tend to have to get to the bottom, in order to really have the motivation to change. And when someone has tried everything, and I get a lot of these people, they've tried everything. And they,
0: and they do they have they come in with a long list. I've done this, and I've done this, yep. and I've done this, yeah, and, and I've this done doesn't this. work,
2: and this doesn't and work. And they
0: heard doesn't. from someone that what you do works yes which is how they got to you
2: yes and they'll still resist me (laughs) (laughs) which is okay I like that Uh, a little wrestling is kind of fun but um but they have to get to a point where they go okay well I'll try anything I will try anything
0: so that's the the human condition says that we're We're either we're going to do something because I'm attracted to the pleasure of that Mm -hmm. thing or I'm resisting the pain of that thing. I want to get away from the pain. Right. Those are the learn that from from Tony. Yes, of course. It's like I'm going to go towards that thing. But we the the greater motivator is the fear of something bad happening to me is greater than that. The pleasure I might get. Yeah. Right. So that's possible. That's why we have to wait till. We're at the bottom, and it's like I can't have any more of this bad feeling in whatever that is. Yeah. Not making my numbers, not doing this, whatever it is. Well, it's
2: the same principle in it physically, financially, any, any slice of pie. exactly.
0: So, what that, um So Let's switch for just a second. Sure. So, I like to think about um, business in the same, the 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 uh, corporate body as the same as the human body.
2: Good. I like okay. that
0: too, yeah. So let's let's talk about that for a second. What would the the four pieces of pie for the business body be? So there's the physical part, the intellectual part, the emotional part, and the spiritual part. So what would those logical equivalents be in business, do you think? Because yeah. you run a business. By the way, I just you, you have a business here, a family-owned business. It's been doing great. You've won the Santa Barbara Independent Best of for... 13 years, 14 years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, voted best martial arts studio in the United States. Yeah. Um, so you you know you're on the business side, you're doing a lot and then on the personal side because your business is made up of hundreds of these people who are trying to get better. Yes. Okay, so now let's talk about the business because that's interesting. And I, and I and you'll help me with this exploration because when I think about the physical part of the business, is that the financial part could be, right? Or is it the physical plant? What are we doing around, you know, keeping the physical plant up? And do we kind of paying attention to that? The intellectual part: How are we working on our business and improving the effectiveness of it and, and our systems, systems and exactly. our systems? Okay, so what? So that would that would work. And the emotional part
2: is the is, people.
0: That's the people. Yeah. And that's both the people that are working with you and for you as well as your clients, right? (laughs) And then, so where's the spiritual part come in, in business?
2: That would be the energy, that would be your values, that Mm. would be where you're being of service that has nothing to do with, you know, with the business fiscally, (laughs) that has to do with um, how you contribute in your community
0: We've talked about that service and giving and we've had lots of people at the table here talking about, you know, it's all about giving. And that's a, a, I think that's a relatively new concept for businesses to think about. It's like, I want to protect what's mine. I want to protect my intellectual property where we'll hear that 99% of what you should do is give it away.
2: Give it all away. Right. Give Give it it all all away. away. Give it all away.
0: And what is it that...
2: That's what I love about social media, gotta tell you. It's just, it's all about giving it all away. I, I charge a lot of money for what I do, and I give the exact same thing away to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs>
0: so that's two sides of the same coin, right? If they, if it's a, let's call it the content coin, but the idea is coin. One side is, if you want to get inside my brain, it's, you know, it's going to cost you a kilobuck you know, and uh, or, or more, become one of my mentees, or follow me on Periscope, and you'll and get a half hour thing. free every yeah, day.
2: Exactly. I'm gonna talk about the same concepts. We want, we're not gonna be able to gear it to you specifically right. and your, you know, every example in your life, but you're gonna get all the same content and, and um, information. Because I just believe that in giving it all away. And even at the dojo, even in our physical business, is like we don't turn away one person because of money. Mm. And uh, we have all kinds of ways that people can come into the dojo. But because of what I know to be true is that it's not about money for people. It never is. When somebody says it's about money, I'm, I'll nod and I'll go, okay. But I know it's not and um, money is a is just a currency it's just an energy and um, i it's either because they don't see the value or they don't value themselves they don't value uh, the information and that's fine Um, but it's not because people don't have the money it's not so i believe that if we give more away then we will attract Our tribe, we will attract the people that can only hear what it is that we're doing from us. And um, and I love that because that means that then I'm surrounded by people that I want to be around. Sure. Yeah,
0: sure. That's so that's the. We have found over the last uh, what we've been doing this seven, eight months now that. This seems to be an ex- This being podcasting and having conversations, which is a, a just one sliver of the social media pie, yeah. right? Yeah. And we give this away. This yeah, is free, of course. right? And that. Uh, you does mean
2: you're not paying me for this? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second. Wow. <laughs> Patrick,
1: we've got coconut water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Companion coconut water. There you go. We've is. got uh, we've
0: got cases right right outside the studio. But the the idea that we're we're constantly giving yes. whether it's inspiration to you know it might be one sentence that happens in here that someone takes action because that's what we want to do that's we're not doing this for nothing we're not just to right. spew we we either want to inform people or we want to inspire them to take action to well, do well and something. I'd
2: love to challenge anyone who's listening to this right now is like when we're talking about service and what is it that you're doing in your business that you could be giving away? What is a part of what you do that you could give more to make your community a better place? There's something that you could do that, that you can give away. And if you're always looking for that, if you're always looking for ways that you can help other people, the business will naturally come. It will naturally come. People will want to do business with you because you're a giver and you're not just looking at what you can get from people but actually what you can give them and all of your products are a form of giving for sure mm-hmm. and if we look at that like we're sharing our products instead of like we're selling to you know to to make money then it changes of course then the energy around your business as well and it becomes your business becomes a hub whether you're selling donuts or whether you're, you know, you're selling cars or martial arts lessons. It's all the same. You're providing a service for people. You're providing a product for people and so give it.
0: I love that. Let's uh, shift again. Um, You've been in Santa Barbara 13 going on your 14th year now. Mm -hmm. What did you do before that?
2: Wow. Well. I've been in martial arts now for almost 20 years okay. and I've uh, been in fitness for longer than that. In fact, when I started in martial arts, I was uh, working as a personal trainer, uh, but I was in the dot-com business. Were uh, you? Yes. I had a internet travel business huh. and uh, probably the f- very first uh, travel uh, reality show as well. No kidding. Yeah, on the Travel Channel. Yeah, so I did that uh, for about three years, and that was a lot of fun. What
0: was your biggest lesson from that?
2: Hmm. You know, I learned a lot about business in that business, and working with uh, venture capitalists, and Mm. all of that kind of thing. That was all new to me, because I'd been in smaller businesses before that. And so being, uh, you know, playing with the big boys, (laughs) There's a lot of lessons available there and probably the big one for me is you know you you need to be careful who you get i was going to say into bed with but (laughs) that's a whole other subject uh but who you get who you make your deals with in business and
0: who's who's in your tribe yeah right because if you think of of that tribe the people the, the the money is a clearly a big part of what we do without yes. that no money someone said no money no mission there you go right yeah and so, th- so that is a, some would say a necessary evil but you know I we like money and we got to find good uh, sustainable ways of making it and doing it so you're right um, one of the things when I'm looking at money to come in or people that are going to partner with us uh, I look at four things wealth wit wisdom and work Nice. So do they have money and do they have uh, someone who said dry powder? Do they have more money if I need <laughs> to come back? Right. So so that's one. Uh, wit is I, I just I like to laugh, you right. know, and so I want someone who's who's funny and who's going to challenge me. Wisdom, that experience, they've been around the block. They can see a mistake that I'm about to make before I make it and say, hey, Mark, maybe you want to look at it this other way. Right. And then work. A lot of times people like to drop in, write a check, and then leave. Oh, well, thank you. That really helps. But if they say, hey, well, let me look at that report. Let me give you my two cents on that report or that letter you're about to write or something like that. A lot of times we don't think to ask Mm. for that. Mm -hmm. So um, the person who's listening right now, this is great for board members and partners, wealth, wit, wisdom, and work. That was taught to me years and years ago. And I so I. I try to get at least two mm. of those and pick the two that are gonna be best for that person.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's not, ju- like you say, it's not just the money, it's really about how you can work with people right. and communication, huge, yeah.
0: Do you, um, when you were in college, what did you study when you went to college? <laughs> what did you study when you went to school?
2: Well, I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology.
0: Really? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I love psychology. I love. Um, I was working with a seminar company, and I just loved working with people uh, that in that personal development area. And so that's why I went and got a degree in it. I actually thought I might use it to get my hours and you know become a therapist, but. That was very short-lived. I thought about that for about 20 minutes. And then the idea of being stuck in our room with another crazy person was just <laughs> more than I
0: could handle. So what was your, where did you go to school?
2: University of Santa Monica.
0: And what was your first, who was your first client, the first way you made money after school?
2: So we had the dojo. You know, we've had a dojo for 20 years, but I, I I actually, when people knew I was going to school for that, pe- many people came and said, oh, I would love for, you know, to be a client of yours, et cetera, you know, with this education. I'm all, sweet. And, um, but I got to tell you, like I say, when dealing with people who um, are not ready to move to the the next level within themselves they're really looking for someone just to talk to and that's what i don't like about a lot of forms of therapy where you go in and and just and talk i understand some people just need someone to talk to and so there's value to that but that's not what i'm interested in i'm not interested in hearing people's stories i know you love stories um but i i get tired of uh, there's only six stories (laughs)
1: What? Okay, ho. Get them written down. Yeah, okay.
2: (laughs) No, we're not going to go there, Mark, but there really is.
0: There's (gasps) only six stories? Well,
2: actually, you can even reduce them to two stories.
0: Okay, what? Okay. Okay. You're not getting out of here without telling me (laughs) the two stories.
2: (laughs) Okay, you either, um, well, there's a vulgar way to say it and a not vulgar way to say it. I'll say it the not vulgar way. Okay. Uh, You either uh, got screwed by a chicken.
1: Or you screwed a chicken.
0: <laughs> okay, so that I, I <laughs> don't Patrick, I, not your to turn. contest
1: it, but I I don't think I've ever experienced either one of those <laughs> things. <laughs> I mean, I maybe, but I just Listen, feel, she has a master's okay, degree you know what I'm say in then, spiritual psychology. Then it probably psychology. did happen. Yeah, okay, I'll accept it. It happened. And,
0: and this is a metaphor for something we're clearly not understanding. Oh, we're talking
1: metaphor. Sorry. Okay. Yes, remember, no, this, that's what separates the, us
0: from the bonobos is yes, our ability yes. to metaphor. So. No, the,
2: the stories are valuable, you know, as a um, sort of as a foundational like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. But people have to be willing, and, and to work with me anyway, be willing to like, let go of the story and invent something new and create something new. We're not who we were yesterday. We don't have to be who we were yesterday. Is, is that valuable information? Yes. Is there some things you still want to hang on to from yesterday? Good. Good to know. But we can reinvent ourselves today. It can, you can have a completely different experience about yourself, about your life, your career, everything today.
0: It's interesting that you say that exact thing this morning. Um, uh, I'm meditating. I started wow. six months you ago. Did? Yeah, six months ago every, Good day, for you, every Mark. day. every day, every uh, day. People know on the show about headspace. We talk about headspace, which is a great app that um, is very approachable, got me into it and now I'm completely hooked because this Buddhist monk figured out how to talk to CEOs. Mm. How to talk mm. to business people mm-hmm. and not talk monk talk. There you go, But exactly. talk in a way that you totally get it. And I'm, I'm completely hooked on it. But he, he said, I'm in this track now where it's about balance. Mm-hmm. We're in 30 Days About Balance. And he says, remember, everything's changing all the time. All the time. People are changing. To your point, I'm not who I was yesterday, and I'm not going to be – I'll be different tomorrow. And there's people, I think, that are fighting for the status quo. Yeah. Oh, please don't let me change. <laughs> please don't let me change. I like, I like not doing nothing. I like that. Where if we embrace that change, then that actually is very liberating. You, when you know I can't control anything, yeah. you just kind of give in to that. And then, it's a
2: surrender yeah. to how life actually works. The idea that you don't change is hilarious. That's hilarious because even people who are not changing are changing, okay, because it's it's like grow or decay. It's like there's nothing in between. So they're changing, but it's, it's a deterioration, not a growth. So why not choose growth? I get it's uncomfortable. But, you know, that's what that's why I love the metaphor of martial arts is because you can train to do anything. You really can train to do anything. You just need to take the simple steps today and some more steps tomorrow, and eventually you'll just be closer to where it is you want to be.
0: In the dojo, there's a big sign. It says consistency over time equals results. Yes. Right? And it's the, I think people feel... Especially even now, someone's listening uh, has maybe done some New Year's resolutions.
2: Right? <laughs> I love those. 84% of the
0: people uh, don't make them, by the way. Oh, and then, uh, what
2: is the date today? Yeah. They, they've already, they're already done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. And I think it's because we, we set such high, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this really big thing. And we don't know how to, it's like looking at that big buffet table. How the heck can I eat all of that? Instead of just one bite at a time. And, and to your point, doing a little bit every day, uh, w- another one of my mantras is can I be 1% better today than I was yesterday? Well, of course I could be 1%. I mean, look, that bar <laughs> is set pretty low. But if you think about it, at the end of the day, you reflect back and say, what was that one? What was my 1% today? What was the thing I did today that I'm 1% better? And then when you actually close the loop on that and, and recognize it, now it's actually a thing and it mm-hmm. actually worked. Mm-hmm. So now how many days of you consciously doing that till you're actually invested in your growth, to your, to your point? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, I'm, you know how we, um, I'm, I'm thinking that, Uh, Something that grows very slow, a plant grows very, very slow. And we can't see it grow. Right. But if we put a stop motion camera on it, we can see it and we're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. That's amazing. Um, It makes me want to have a stop motion camera on my pie. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now if you could put a stop motion camera on yourself and look at your intellectual growth or your spiritual growth or your physical growth or your fourth slice of pie growth you might actually be not might you would probably be surprised
2: i think you don't even need that camera mark i think that part of this is appreciating and being grateful for all we've done already you know is like i i really get the the yearning to want to be better and do more and have more and all of that kind of thing But as you're probably finding with meditation is like we are already so rich. Hmm. We're already have so much that part of this is just about appreciating how where we're at right now as being totally perfect, that you don't actually have to do that extra one, five, ten percent. Well, let's
0: talk. Let's talk about that, because that's if, if because. Clearly, you've done a lot. I've done a lot. Am I done? So that, to your point, do I just say, oh, good job, Mark. And I kick well, back and go, that was awesome. What's, ex-
2: what's exciting about this is it turns into desire, not a have to. See, I oh, think a lot of people are motivated difference? with, you know, boom, I have to. By the I have way, she's, she's whipping I'm herself whipping over myself. the back
0: <laughs> to get yourself going.
2: Oh, yeah, we're not videotaping. That. So
0: it's the difference between desire and I want to, I, I, it's desiring to be better.
2: Well, what does it mean to achieve? If you achieve this next level, what does that mean? What significance will that have? Does that mean you're, now you're a better person? So you weren't a good person now, but now you are a good person now that you've achieved this thing? It's like, we're making these things up in our, in our head. When really, it's like, I'm here and I, am and everything is great here. See, people think that if they, if they love where they are, they won't have any motivation. I guess that was
0: my question. So that's a, that's a limiting belief.
2: That's a total limiting belief. That's thinking that the pain has to be the only motivator instead of the pleasure part of it, as Tony would put it. Mm. It's like pleasure can actually pull you up from being completely satisfied from where you are. Mm. You're completely satisfied with who you are in this moment that you have everything that you need that it's it's all fine just the way that it is that is peace that is joy that is living in the present and loving it mm. Okay, but how often do we sit here and go, "Oh, this is okay," but I want to be over there. I want to be over there, and then you get there, and then you need to get over. Uh, you need to get over there, and it, you can. We can never actually reach our full potential, and so all we can hope for is that we experience the next level of potential. But we are, we are so big <laughs> that it would be impossible for us to reach our full potential. So, and there'll always be another. L- Uh, another level to get to so instead of striving is like our opportunity as humans is to be totally present and happy excited and appreciative of where we are we are right now right now right now this moment in fact mark right here right now everything is perfect the only time what is when fear comes in about what's gonna happen in the future What's gonna happen after we're done here? That's what we're projecting. We're not even being here right now when we do that. But if we're in the joy and like we're having fun. Totally right having now. fun, right? Yeah. Exactly, you know how time just goes by like yeah. that, yeah. right? Because we're having fun, we're being in the moment, we're enjoying each other's company, we're having stimulating conversation. It's all good in the world. We could walk out of this room and and Santa Barbara be completely leveled, and we wouldn't have known it happened, and and it didn't affect this time mm. that we're in right now. So as long as we can stay in the moment, we can continue with that joy. However, it's great fun to think about do like growing and expanding and and um, and accumulating or achieving. All of these things are more about. Uh, the desire to want to experience that, not have to, otherwise, uh, then I won't be happy. I want to be happy if I achieve that. Wow, you're missing out on happiness now, happiness today, exactly the way things are. Because it is all perfect right now.
0: That lesson, I'm to leave on that lesson. <laughs> and it, it makes me think of the improv. I started improv a year ago. And it's... If you are not a thousand percent present, then you get busted fast because the audience was present and they heard somebody say something and you weren't listening. You were thinking about the future Mm -hmm. and that improv, those lessons I'm learning there are not about being funny at all. For me, it's about being present and which is what you've just spent 45 minutes talking about. You want to hear
2: my favorite quote? That's kind of silly. Here it is everything is a metaphor for everything (laughs) and so your improv class is a metaphor martial arts is a metaphor this podcast is a metaphor your business is a metaphor your body is a metaphor of your belief system I mean it's all connected it's pretty fun when you look at it that way
0: I I think the title for this show is It's All (laughs) Connected. (laughs) Melody, um, thank you so much for joining us. How can people find you out on the Internet? So it's mastermel.com. Yeah.
2: And And any other... All the connections are there for all the social media that I'm having a blast. You're on. having so much fun. All the live streaming, that's my thing. I, just I know you are
0: yeah, you wake <laughs> up and said, "What can I scope now?" <laughs> I, w- I walked in with a fish yeah. uh, to drop off a fish for her, and she and I turn around and all of a sudden, I'm on the internet <laughs> with
1: this fish. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, your younger listeners aren't going to be surprised by that kind of thing. Yeah. In <laughs> well, fact, I don't think you
2: exist if it, you're not live streaming. Right. No. Oh, <laughs> right.
1: You only exist I on scope, the I scope, therefore I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love
0: that. So um, one, one of the, the things I know our listeners waiting for, though, is the title for the show. And I, you know, I said it's all connected. But what, what, if we were going to put a little label on this and put it on the shelf, what would we call this conversation?
1: Wow. <laughs> he does this to everybody. He does? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, that's not true. I listen to some of the shows. I never you heard You don't it listen on to the
1: end. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't You're I didn't busted. Didn't. He forces he forces everybody to name their own show. Yes. Wow.
0: You get first dibs otherwise I get to call it whatever I want. Something about a chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do it. I've seen him do it.
2: Oh, wow. It's Oh, wow. I, I I, you really stumped me. I didn't think you were going to be able to stump me, well, but you we, did. Well, guess
0: what? We don't stop recording until we get a title. <laughs> you got, don't get out of it.
1: I've got uh, 14 more hours on this card. Oh, oh, my <laughs> God.
2: Well, this is... Okay. Um, it's perfect.
0: It's perfect.
2: Right now.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd listen to that podcast. It's perfect.
0: Period. Right now. Is that what two senses? Right. No, I think it's right now it's perfect. What do you think?
1: It's kind of burying the lead. I might put perfect up front. Okay.
0: Yeah. See? Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much again for coming in and, and having this conversation this was perfect. with us. Even, <laughs>
2: even that there at the end. I love that.
0: So uh, I want to I thank um, our sponsors, California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, String Press. And a shout out to Blue Microphones, who um, mm-hmm. have hooked us up with these great new microphones. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, as well to Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to thank them as well. More information on them and the project at 805connect.com. And remember, uh, Patrick, how could people help us with the show itself?
1: Well, I, I know everybody out there has an opinion, and they want that opinion heard. And you don't have to take over a federal outhouse to do it. You can just write to Mark at 805connect.com, and, uh, and he'll listen to you. He will hear your opinion, and it will have great impact and effect on him.
0: I love that. I, I do love to hear from people personally. I run into people in town and they go, oh, I was – like if I'm out of town at some event like in, uh, up in San Luis or down Westlake, someone will tell me that they listened to one of the shows – on the drive. Yeah. And I That's you nice. know I love that right to actually as as you know in social media you're it's kind of exhale only a lot of the time and when you have the conversation it makes a huge difference. So thank you everyone and until next time this is Mark Sylvester your host for 805 conversations.